Welcome to the program. Welcome to the program. It is um, a pleasure and honor to, st- to sit behind the microphone again and have conversation with you. Uh, I trust that you are well today and that you've had a great day that you're looking forward to a tremendous, a tremendous um, Independence Day celebration wherever you are here in, in where I'm from, the Tampa area. There's going to be a big um, firework celebration um, in the downtown area along the river, along the river walk. Uh, I will not be there because there's going to be uh, about a billion and a half people from all over the planet there, it seems like. so. And um, it's just, you know, that kind of crowd, uh, paying for parking, uh, that kind of groove is something that I might have done when, like, my son was young, like six, seven years old, and he wanted to... um, see the fireworks from close, from a close up. We want, we wanted him to see the fireworks from close up. Um, that may be some, that might've been something we'd have done then, but there's damn sure not something we're going to do now. <laughs> it's just like, first of all, he's old enough. And if he, if he, if he wants to go down there, I'm not going to suggest it, but if he wants to go down there and check all that out, he, um, he is most certainly capable of doing that on his own and be careful Drive safely, avoid the drunks, and um, come home safely. That's that's about that's about as far as I'm gonna go. Um, but anyway, it should be fun, and I think that we may even be able to see some of the fireworks from where we live. Uh, it's probably I don't know ten miles away, but maybe maybe. Um, so we'll see how we'll see how it all goes. But um, we're, I'm looking forward to having a. Um, Sort of a chill day here. It's been a a, a busy week. Um, some of you who follow me on social media might know that I have gotten a gig. I've gotten another job. Uh, I am going to work um, at a um, at, at a local theme park. And um, I saw the sign for um, that they were hiring on last Sunday. I applied Sunday night or Monday morning. Or I'm not sure when it was. I think it was Monday. I got an interview Thursday uh, last Thursday. And um, they hired me pretty much right, right on the spot, so I, I am I am blessed. And um, so there you go. So I'm 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 starting that position soon. Um, as a matter of fact, Friday. So uh, what I don't want to do on Thursday is to get super dragged out, tired. I don't imbibe, so the chance of me being hungover are unless somebody kidnaps me and forces Killian's red down my neck. Um, that used to be my beer of choice. Uh, so I won't be hung over, but I don't want to be tired either. I, I want to get some rest and um, be able to show up to, there tomorrow at, eight, you know, at Friday, 8.15, um, raring to go to do a good, to do a good job. Um, so I'm planning on chilling out tomorrow. Being home, my, my wife and I, my wife and my, my son are, are going to probably be home and uh, watch some TV and probably take um, numerous naps, numerous naps, um, got a little yard work to do. Hopefully get that done, get some of that done before it gets too late. Uh, not going, probably not going to, to, to grill out because right now I know it's crazy. I don't, I don't have a grill. Don't have a, I don't have a grill. Uh, I don't have a grill. I don't have one of those. I don't even have one of those little $29 cheap circular grills that you put charcoal in. I don't, I don't have a grill right now. So There'll be no cooking out, and um, so if anything that we make, uh, my wife will make uh, in the house, 
And um, I don't really see that uh, we're going to be doing a lot of anything tomorrow. My wife has, my wife has, my wife in the banking industry, so she has tomorrow off. Um, so that's it. It's just going to be kind of a chill day. It's going to be kind of a chill day. Not much happening around the Lawson household. Just really not much happening. And I think that's the way I want it, frankly. I really do. I think that's the way I want it. Um, today we're going to talk about um, Nike. Nike is in the news now because they had a, a tennis shoe, sneaker, um, gym shoe, whatever you call it. It depends on what you call it, depending on where you are from around the country. Um, that had two of the 13 star, that had the 13 star flag on the back of the shoe. It's being called a Betsy Roth flag. That's all kind of a myth. Uh, I, I think, I don't think that Betsy Ross did any of that stuff. I think that's just kind of a, a wives tale, a myth, uh, a legend that gets told because it's, uh, it's comforting to people, but it is the original 13 star flag. And I think it had to do with celebrating um, our Independence Day. Nike is, Amer- is an American company, and it made sense for them to celebrate America in some way. And that's how they're doing it by, you know, putting uh, a flag on the back of a tennis shoe and selling it for $160. What's more American than that? However, there was a hiccup in their giddy up, and we're going to talk about that. When we get back, we're going to talk about why they why they do why companies do that kind of thing, and we're going to talk a, a lot about why conservatives, in particular, um, get nutty when those kind of things what when what happens has happened. Um, progressives do it too, but I want to know why conservatives do it. So we'll 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 discuss that when we get back. Thank you again for coming to the program. We appreciate it. Please send me an email at wls860 at gmail.com. Let me know where you hear the program, whether you heard it on Spotify, whether you heard it on iHeart.com, whether you heard it on Spreaker, whether you heard it on Blog Talk Radio. Um, tell me where you hear the program. That really helps me later on. So if you can tell me where you heard the program, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back right after these messages. This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance. Um, The network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit to your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at Arm Citizens Legal Defense Network. Our n- number is 360-978-5200. That's 360-978-5200. Or go to www.armed citizensnetwork.org It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes and you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org but you're probably not going to nope 
I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, <laughs> I get it, you're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type two diabetes. Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Welcome back to the program. My name is Willie Lawson. We appreciate you being here uh, wherever you are. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I listed a bunch of the places where you can find it. Um, CastBox, I, iTunes. You may be able, you may be listening to this program from golly, who knows where. So please tell me, uh, send me an email and let me know where you're, where you're hearing the program from. That helps us in our, you know, in our marketing and in, in our stuff. And I would really, really, really appreciate it. I would be in your debt at least a week. <laughs> at least a week. So I'd appreciate your help in that. Uh, I, want, I, want, I want to talk about um, not necessarily this Nike thing. We, we, we could get, we can go in back and forth whether you, you think it's a good idea and, and whether you like Colin Ka Kaepernick or, or, or whatever. But I have to wonder why companies do it. Why do celebrities do it? Why do they cho why do they choose to speak up politically? When obviously they they don't have to. There isn't any it, it doesn't seem like from out here in the cheap seats that Nike needed to do anything ever except sell Jordans, right? Why? Because Jordan, Michael Jordan, is is thought of by a lot of people still as the greatest NBA basketball player of all times. So everybody wants uh, you know wants a pair of Jordans, right? Air Jordans or whatever. Sell tennis shoes, sell uniforms to um, to sports teams with a little swoosh on them. Uh, do all that stuff, make a ton of money. So much, in fact, that people are ignoring. Um, that the a lot of these a lot, a lot of this apparel is made in China and basically made with you know what under conditions that would never be allowed in the U.S. especially when it concerns children, right? So much in fact that the marketing is so good and we are so happy with the product and we're so happy with most most of of everything else. That we ignore, continue just to ignore that, that little part like it doesn't exist. And everybody ignores it. People on the right and people on the left all ignore that little eh, bit of cringiness about Nike. Why would they choose to bring on, as a spokesperson, somebody who has been the lightning rod, a lightning rod for criticism, like Colin Kaepernick? 
and then do all this this advertising campaign with Kaepernick. I, I, and of course, their commercials show when at least the people who don't like Colin Kaepernick are watching whatever you know their whatever programs their commercials on. They're watching the NFL, especially people who are watching the NFL. Why would you do that? When frankly, you don't have to. You're popular enough as it is. You're more than a household name. It doesn't matter how much you sell your product for. People will find a way to get it. Even people who you think can't afford your product will find a way to spend $160 on a pair of sneakers because it has a swoosh. They'll buy the hats. They'll buy the um, they'll buy the shirts. They'll buy the um, the joggings. I mean the jogging suits. The 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 warm up suits. They'll they'll buy all the stuff that has a swoosh on it. They'll do it already. It ain't like you got to sell to more people. But so why do they do it? With all I've said, it's hard to imagine, isn't it? But I think they want to. I think they want to nail down, without a doubt, a generational customer base. What we're seeing now is that the that this that Nike is basically taking on the Colin Kaepernick and the, and and probably if not already this chick who plays for the soccer team the, this Megan chick that looks like a dude um, taking on their mantra and sort of folding them into the the, the front part of their marketing why because they they think that young people and i think mistakenly young people are the are the people who are buying their product it's definitely young people who are interfacing with them on social media young people who are interfacing who are in, or engaging in some of their marketing for, for sure it's still for a good portion of their business it's mom and dad who are forking out a hundred and a half bucks for tinny runners um for their um for their kids who are having to ingest this but Nike is spinning the wheel that what they're doing will build a generational customer base because they are they are they are spinning the wheel on the people who are I'll say it this way for lack of better terms the anti Kaepernick and the anti this Megan chick I don't even know her last name from the soccer team, that that th- those folks are older, don't buy their product, and will be dead soon, or at least be out of the market to buy their products. Where we're talking about there are are, are younger people who are, may still buy Nike products for 20, 30, 40 years to come, who are pro-Kaepernick and pro this Megan chick, and pro LGBTQ LMNOP who are pro progressive, who are pro Andrew Yang, who are pro, you, you get what I'm saying. So Nike is spinning the wheel, thinking that this is this is a demographic demographic breakdown of not their customer now, but their customer in the future. You know, I, I was watching a um, 
a video, and I think it had Elon Musk on. He was talking about um, being a CEO, and that a CEO is someone who is in who really uh, their main job is to be thinking five and ten years down the road. If you've got a CEO who's worried about what the quarterly earnings are f- for this quarter, you're already you, you're already in the dumper. You're already done. So I think that Nike is looking for, looking at uh, five and ten years down the road. Even if they have to survive some negative press from, quite frankly, my generation, they don't care. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to say it that way. They don't care because what they know is true to be true is kind of what's true with me. I don't think I own any like Nike shoes. I know that I've not gone out and bought any shoes for 160 bucks. No tinny runners like that. Uh, I, I, I'm sure. I think my son bought me some casual Nike shoes here recently when I say recently I mean like in the last two years I don't know where they are I'm the guy basically I'm either in a pair of gray dress shoes or I'm in a pair of my are right now I'm in my Asus sneakers that I bought after my heart surgery to participate in my um, so far one and only 5k race and now that my feet aren't swollen anymore, I can wear them comfortably. And I, when I'm not wearing my my dress shoes, like my church shoes, or, or my shoes that I do business do business in, I'm wearing these sneakers. Um, my and they're Aces. They're not. They're not Adidas. They're not um, Nike. They're Aces. And I got them because I sat with a guy at the um, at the shoe store and. He made sure that, I mean, looked at my pronate feet or whatever they call it and just suggested these and they were 160 bucks. And my wife bought them because she was just happy that I wasn't dead and that I was doing something like this for my first time. So she wanted me to have something nice. So she bought them for me. There you go. That's the story. Yeah. you're <laughs> Story time. Um, so that's what that is. So I'm not the person who's going to go out and that that's going to support them, support Nike for the next 20 or 30 years. Even if I get on social media and I raise my fist and I say, boycott Nike. Frankly, I've already boycotted them by never really supporting them and buying their product. And that's what they know. So conservatives can get on on, on these social media channels and, and scream and bitch and, and moan and complain about Nike all they want. What Nike knows is that we are not their customer. We're damn sure not their customer 10 years from now or 20 years from now or 30 years from now. That's for sure. I'm not buying Nike 30 years from now. 30 years from now, I'll be 88. And that's what Nike knows. Um, So this is why they're able to do it because they're not really looking at, at, at their customer base right now. They're not looking at whatever loss they may take now. What they're looking at moving into the future is they're t- they're spinning the wheel on the the people that, that they are appealing to with people like this Megan chick and um, Colin Kaepernick is a generational customer base you get me you you, you hear what I'm saying 
So this answers the question why they why they do it. Um, the same thing with Starbucks. The same thing with any of the progressive um, companies, Apple. They're looking down the road. They're not looking at now. So they don't care. I'm 58. They don't care what I think. They couldn't care less what I think. And that's why. So if you wondered why they do it, well, that's why they do it. Um, all right, we're gonna take a little break, and, I'll, and and I have another I have another question for you. My question is, why do conservatives go off the deep end so much about this kind of stuff when Nike takes their position or Starbucks takes a position that they don't want um, pro life people, you know, in their stores anyway, or or, 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 or excuse me, traditional marriage people in their stores anyway? Why do we get so bent out of shape? When we hear uh, viewpoints that are counter counter to ours, and we say they ought to just be quiet and do business, or celebrities that come out like Madonna, uh, Cher, uh, Alyssa Milano, but we're perfectly okay with James Wood. We gotta talk about that when we get back. Thanks, thanks for um, thanks for joining me today. We'll be back right after these messages. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. In America, there are three proven ways to build wealth. Business, investment, and real estate. All three seem to have high hurdles to jump to get into. But believe it or not, real estate is the lowest of the three hurdles. And multifamily real estate investing is the best way to go. From duplexes to apartment complexes, multifamily investing brings the biggest bang for your investment buck. My friends at Buy It, Rent It, Profit and the Landlord Academy are ready, willing, and able to get you going on the path of building wealth. Contact Joe Ebanks and Brian Chavis at buyitrentitprofit.com. Buyitrentitprofit.com. Thank you. Thank you again for spending some time with us today. We appreciate it. You know, one of the most valuable things that anybody can can do is spend time with you because what you can't get back, no matter how much you try, is time. Time, once it's spent, once it's gone, it's gone, and you can't go back and redo it. You can't go back and relive it. 
So when you spend time um, with somebody or you spend time in an endeavor and when you spend time with me, I really appreciate it. I really, really do. Um, we're going to get right on with it. Again, isn't it interesting? I find it interesting and conservatives that I know don't like to talk about this, but uh, they really want um, sports figures, people like Colin Kaepernick, uh, LeBron James, celebrities like Cher. Um, oh, oh, by the way, Cher has blocked me on Twitter. Wow. My claim to fame, I have been blocked by Cher on Twitter. It's no longer seeing my tweets. Uh, I'm sure they were ruining her day. <laughs> I'm sure they weren't. Uh, but I'm just and I'm just curious as why they... I mean, was she getting so little engagement on her tweets that she actually noticed mine? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, really, is, is, is she so irrelevant that she was able to notice my tweets and all my tweets for probably two months were like at share hush. Literally. That was it at share hush. That's it. Hush. Be quiet. And I use the word hush for about two months and I don't know whether maybe maybe it's some of the people who who watch her Twitter account or, or or something that were annoyed by it but I can't imagine that she has so little engagement in her tweets that she noticed mine I just don't, I don't get that and blocked me I was I am blocked I am persona persona non grata on twitter uh, dot com uh, slash share so um but why we get so bent out of shape when people like Cher, Madonna, Alyssa Milano, uh, LeBron James, um, George Takai take a leftist approach um, to politics and then voice their concerns. What we want to do is boycott Hollywood. We want to boycott the NBA. We want to boycott the, the NFL because of Colin Kaepernick and, and, and a couple of other players that have chosen not to stand like a third, like they're eight years old at attention with their hand over their heart during the playing of the national anthem, even while other, even while other people in the stadium are, are, are talking, laughing, peeing, drinking a beer. We chose to focus on the few people who are the celebrities, who are the, uh, the, the players at these events. And we are completely been out of shape so much. In fact, that I, I, you know what, I had discussions with people during the beginning of, of this, especially with Colin Kaepernick, I'm going to use Colin Kaepernick because he's still involved in, in the whole Nike thing, that they were going to swear off the NFL because of it, because the NFL didn't do anything about it, while well, the NFL didn't have a policy about it, because they didn't think far enough ahead like this would ever be a problem. Thank you, Pete Rosell. You were in charge for years, and and, and, it's, and because we just, they just never imagined that it would. And when it came to a, a, a situation, I think they handled it. I'm guessing they handled it as best they could. I think they, I think it was horrible the way they handled it. I think that, again, they made a similar decision. I think that Nike made. They didn't look at their customer, their their fan base. Now, they looked at their fan base. For 10 years, 15 years, because most of the pushback they were getting wasn't from 
their younger fans or their young people who were younger who um, buy the pro- buy the NFL product. The younger people they they thought who would who would eventually buy their product who would buy the jerseys. I'm sorry if you're a 65 year old dude and you're out buying and wearing football jerseys and it's a big thing for you. Dude, come on now. Come on, come on, come on. The only way that that, that I should be in a Jameis Winston jersey going to a going to a Buccaneer game is that if somebody bought that jersey for me. That's the only I shouldn't be going to to Sports Fanatic and looking for the newest um Jameis Winston jersey to wear. I should not. I am beyond that. And the NFL knows that. So they're looking at their customer base, their fan base, for 10, 20 years down the line, and they're taking the they're taking the the um, they're taking the gamble that what Colin Kaepernick is doing and some other players are doing are not that offensive to a good portion of their younger fan base. That is only old farts like me who care. And I'm not buying, and I'm not buying their product. Fifteen years from now, even like I'm buying it now, even with watching it on television, I'm definitely going to the games and buying all the stuff. That maybe when I was 25 or 15, even I might have been. I remember one Christmas, my grandfather taking one of the. One of the greatest things about being my age is that you have stories. I remember um, him taking me to the Sears store, the Sears and Roebuck store, um, to so I could buy myself something for Christmas. This is one of the reasons I knew Santa Claus was dead. Um, and so at the time, it was a time that we had just moved here. There was no Buccaneers at the time. Um... And I had waned from being a New York Jets fan. And for some reason, it was that weird time in my life where I was actually a real live uh, Oakland Raider fan. Now, I don't know why I was an Oakland Raider fan. I can't tell you why. I'm this black kid living in Tampa at the time who was 9 or 10, who I was loved the, Ra- the Raiders, the Raiders. Um, people like Fred Bolitnikoff and Daryl LaMonica. Uh, you know, I was a Raiders fan. So, um, I went and bought some Raiders gear. There was They were selling Raiders gear at the Tampa um, Sears store, Sears Roebuck store. And I bought, and I had him buy me a bunch of stuff. I mean, jer- a, a jersey, a hat, I think a t-shirt, a raincoat, a yellow raincoat, that had the had the Raiders um, in, in insignia on it. Just win, baby. Uh, had the you know what had the skull and crossbones, the whole thing. Um, so when when I was that age, yeah, yeah. Not now. I'm not going to the Sports Fanatic and buying a whole bunch of Raiders gear. I'm not going to Sports Fanatic and buying myself a whole bunch of Buccaneer gear for the new seat. I'm not going to. And guess what? The NFL knows that. They know that my son might. Now, the problem is with my son, my son thinks um, he is not, 
he was never part of the boycott the NFL because of what a couple of players were doing. And <clears throat> although he disagrees with the players, um, he's more of a libertarian sort. Like, uh, you know, I'll, it, it's my entertainment. I like it, and I wish they wouldn't do it. It's terrible. I wish they wouldn't, but I'm going to watch anyway. Because he's actually been to an NFL game, and he knows during that time when we're all standing there with our, you know, with our hats over our heart, singing along with some random chick from the community, um, the national anthem, and she's singing it badly. Um, other people are walk. Other folks who aren't players are walking around. They're talking. They're taking pictures. Uh, they're buying beer. You know, I mean, they're 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 eating their popcorn and peanuts and making a mess and whatever. Completely being frankly disrespectful to the to the presentation of the colors and the singing of the song, right? So they're not participating in our prayer. And it is, it is sort of like a, like, a, like a little prayer time. They're not participating in it at all. There's a lot of people. I mean, there's, a, there's still a din while that's going on. It's not quiet. People are still talking. All this stuff's going on. People are moving around the field. People who are on the staff of the teams and the staff of the stadium are moving around in the field. TV people are moving around. I mean, it's just... It just seems silly to find... it. Frankly, to him and to me, too. It just seems silly to, to one day see... Oh, wait, wait. Is that Who's that? That's the quarterback. He's not even standing up for the national anthem. Blah, 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 blah. And that was his own little stupid protest. So this, you know, it's, it's a stupid protest, and it's a stupid place to have it. Yes. Let him have it. And then this whole then this whole thing showed up. Uh, the president hopped in there when he just could have... One of those moments where, Mr. President, you didn't have to say anything. This thing was com- this thing was coming to a natural conclusion. You did not have to call those players sons of bitches. Now, I know that the president didn't say them bunch of black sons of bitches. He didn't say that, but that's what a lot of people were going to hear. Most of the league is black. Most of the league is up around up around a million dollars. So it's it's interesting. How they are deciding that they're that black people are so oppressed somehow, um, when they are all members of the one of the one percent. Some of them are members of the of the top tenth of the one percent. Thank you, Bernie. Um, so it all seems sort of like Dadaism. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, so anyway, but conservatives get really bent out of shape when this happens. My question is, why don't they get, why don't they tell people like James Wood? James Wood is obviously, um, James Wood got banned on Twitter, okay, uh, for his conservative views. He got, I mean, he, he, went, he went to Twitter jail. And actually at one point had his account um, suspended and deleted permanently, supposedly. Now James Wood is back on, on, on Twitter. Why do we not tell James Wood Stay in your lane. Well, for the very same reason that people on the left don't tell Cher or Colin Kaepernick or Nike to stay in their lane. Because that's the sort of political provinciality that we are practicing today. You know, one of the things I said to my neighbor across the street, my neighbor is a a self 
a self-described progressive um, with a sociology degree. Um, nice dude. He's in his 70s. You know, I think about him the way he thinks about me. I'm a nice guy, but my politics are all screwed up. <laughs> he actually said, he actually said, said to me, he said, you're a nice guy. Too bad your politics are all screwed up. Okay, I said, I said you, were, you said you're a wonderful man. I have a lot of respect for you as 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 my elder. Um, it's too bad your politics are all screwed up. So we sort of, and I think that we have come to the point where after living me living here for 20 years, we're, we're really at the point where, you know what? You know what? We're just... We've been neighbors for we've been neighbors for twenty years. We're not going to get into any knockdown, drag out um, arguments about it. We're just not going to, and um, it's not going to. It doesn't do us. It doesn't do either of us any good to be neighbors who don't speak for a few days because we've had this fight about politics. We all live in this neighborhood, and we're going to live, all, all live in this neighborhood in peace. So we've just sort of detente, I guess, is what we've decided. Um, but. Um, There, you know, people on the left are perfectly okay with Alyssa Milano and Cher and Colin Kaepernick uh, speaking out about their progressive bend. But we are perfectly okay with people like James Woods and others, William Shatner, Chick fil A, on their more conservative leaning bins, right? We're okay with that. We think that should be allowed. We think that it should be pushed forward. It's the very same thing. It's political provinciality. That's what we're doing. So no one's going to, no one is going to say, hey, listen, I wish all of the celebrities would just act. Because frankly, it's kind of ruined it for some of us. It's kind of ruined it for some of us. We may have, I mean, there may be an actress, Glenn Close, um, or Meryl Streep. Let me, let me use Meryl Streep as, as, as my example. Uh, when I first saw Meryl Streep in Kramer versus Kramer, I said to my friends, that chick is going to be famous. I think she's a really good actress, and she was great in a role that I didn't like her character much in Kramer versus Kramer. And she had this sort of classic beauty to her. I thought she's going to be, she's going to be quite the star. And she was. And when I found out that they were making the book bridges over uh, bridges, bridges of Madison County into a movie. Now, yes, I actually sat and read the book. I have read the book first, enjoyed the book. And I said to my wife, and you can ask her, I said to my wife, when they make this into a movie, Meryl Streep is going to pay the female lead in this book. I didn't know who was going to play the male lead. I really didn't know. Wasn't it Robert Redford or something? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know who did. I, I still don't remember. But I know that Meryl Streep played the, um, because it just, when I was reading the book, I just saw Meryl Streep. So I was a, I'm a big Meryl Streep fan. And then she started talking about politics. On some of these award shows, and I was like, "Oh, shut up! I don't want to hear that." So now, whenever I see her, it's kind of ruined because I know what's behind it. I know who, I I know too much about her. 
Meryl Streep made the error of not knowing who her audience was. Although she has an audience, she, she does have a fan base, but most of her fan base is my age. That's problematical. That that won't affect her so much in Hollywood and getting roles and the like, but moving forward, she as she is not as concerned with her audience and her fan base 30 years down the line, like Nike is. And neither is LeBron James. LeBron James isn't worried about people buying um, King James jerseys 20 years from now. He's not worried about how he's looked at as an entity or a basketball player 30 years from now. He's interested in keeping his his younger fan base happy now, so he, he doesn't care. Again, I think I think Meryl Streep may, and, 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 and Alyssa Milano is in the same, I think, in the same uh, space as somebody like LeBron James, who made the who made this calculation, or Colin Kaepernick, who made this you know this this calculation of this is my fan base now, and the fan base of the fifty eight year old dude, I don't really care much about him. Chick-fil-A, however, made a completely different choice about who were their customers than Nike did. And we'll talk about that when we get back. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers, but that's okay because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood or an earthquake is destroying buildings. When a tornado is tearing through town or a hurricane strikes. Or is the best time perhaps today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. And it's not always as simple as using your cell phone. That's why now is the time to take action. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. You're tired of the cold? You're tired of the taxes? It's time to move to Florida. And our friend, Gary Knight, at New Homes of Tampa Bay is the perfect person to help you. You can just give Gary a call at 813-770-9452 or you can go to the website to look for your brand new home at www.newhomestpa.com. Move to Florida. It's about time.
Well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming to the program today. Uh, I think that this is going, I think this is going well. I'm feeling good about it. Um, my, the question that I left you with is, is, is why Chick-fil-A decided to do something different. And of course, conservatives are thrilled with Chick-fil-A. Um, and I think that what you see now at Chick-fil-A is proof of that they did it right. They did it right. Um, the founder of Chick-fil-A took the approach that he he is in favor. This, this is during the um, the gay marriage debate, and the g- gay marriage being brought uh, being accepted by all fifty states um, to the Supreme Supreme Court. That um, the founder of Chick Fil A was in favor of, and this is interesting, favor of what we're going to call traditional marriage, which is just marriage. <laughs> this is silly. Like there's really like there's some difference. It's just traditional marriage, marriage, and uh, marriage between a a a a man and a woman. Um. And caught all sorts of flack from the LGBTQ LGBTQ LMNOP community. Um, yes, and I say that. And if you get offended by by that, knowing full well that there's a uh, there's sixty four there's sixty four letters. Um, after that, and I'm not going to memorize them, and you can't make me, and I'm not going to, no. I'm not even going to get them on the screen so I can say them all. Uh, I'm not. I am going to kind of make fun of it a little bit, and if you don't have a sense of humor about that, then there ain't a damn thing I can do for you, or I'm not, or not a damn thing I'm interested in doing for you. There. Now. Um, and I think that Chick-fil-A made a, spun the wheel and made a, a, a calculated um, risk took a calculated, calculated risk in coming out with that with that viewpoint. And the day that the the mass protest was supposed to happen at Chick Fil A stores all around the country, saw one of the biggest days money wise for Chick Fil A that they had ever had. And it seems to have lasted. And it seems to have lasted. I don't know. That was that was three years ago, four years ago. It seems to have lasted. Because right now, every Chick-fil-A you, that, that you drive by at noon has got a line around the building that's packed. Now, they're still catching grief because there are some cities that have labeled them anti, anti-LGBTQ, LMOP, QRS, um, when, they, when all they do is make the best damn chicken sandwich and waffle fries ever. I would like them as a sponsor on on, on this program. Um, I would, but that's all they that's all they do, and they've never come out with an anti anything. They just said they were pro traditional marriage. That's it. That's it. But for the left, that's enough. If you don't if you don't wave my flag and march in my parade, and sing my song. Then you're against me. Well, nothing, not much I can do for you then. Because I'm not going to do any of that. I don't give a damn what you do. And pretty much Chick fil A is taking the attitude I don't care what you do. Here's what we do. What you do, eh. but here's what we're doing. But um, so they took the risk and they knew who their customer base was, they knew what their product was. 
and is, and they thought and they and they and they learned early that their customer base was going to support them through the storm and beyond. And sure as hell did. How did they know? Well, Chick Fil A is closed on Sunday. And they and why are they closed? And everybody who who loves Chick Fil A knows they're closed on Sunday. Why are they closed on Sunday? To save money for electric bills? No, but they do get to save money on, 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 on electric bills. Do they get to save? Do they get to save money on employees? That's not why they're closed. But they do get to save money on employees. They want their employees to be with their families and attend church if they do. And they've done this for years. They've they all, they they've all got special dispensation um, in malls because they're even closed on mall. You know what? In malls on Sunday. Now, if you go to a mall, if you still go to a mall, you'll find that everybody's open seven days a week for the um, you know whatever the hours of the mall are. Most of the time, it's ten to nine during the week, and it's um, ten to nine on Saturday. And it's uh, ten to six on Sunday. That's mostly that's mostly mall hours. And everybody in the mall has to be open those days and open on time and close on time, or they'll be fined. I used to work in a mall, and it was a big deal to open the store late because if they caught you opening the store late, then they would fine you. The mall would fine you because they sign up for that, and you got to be open. When the mall's open, period. Chick-fil-A doesn't have to be. They get a special deal. They're closed on Sunday. And a lot of their customer base, although frustrated on Sunday morning after church, appreciates that they're closed on Sunday. They knew that that would work for their customers. And boy, oh boy, had did, did their customers come out and go, yes. Now, did they say something to be politically provocative? I don't think so. But they didn't back down from the statement and it worked, and it worked for them. And I'm going to say something to my conservative friends that they're not going to like. Nike, because of their viewpoint of knowing who their customers are now and who are going to be in 10, 20, 30 years. Took the risk, swung the bat, and I think it's going to work out for them. You know what? Me being mad at Nike about a tennis shoe or being mad about Nike about a football player that no one's going to know in 30 years, really. You know, this this guy used to play football? Was he any good? Yeah, for a couple of seasons. About a season and a half, he was good. Um, and then he wasn't very good. Then he started being politically active. Uh, Colin Kaepernick is probably going to run for office in the state of California at some point. He will probably run for Congress um, sooner than later. His parents are both politically um, or political activists, so he get, so he comes by this naturally. He I mean, he used to say that one of the people that they used to grow, that, that he grew up with coming to their house all the time was Angela Davis. So he is been he's even got that Angela Davis hairstyle. So he's been in that progressive activist mode his whole life and probably will continue to be. But it's going to work out for Nike. Because I I don't buy their products now 
and I'm going to buy even fewer of their products 10 years from now or 15 years from now. The only only thing that could go bad for Nike is that if the if the progressive left starts caring that their products are made in sweatshops in China using child labor or maybe the left stops caring about that because they don't care if the children get murdered in in, in utero why should they care if they're making sneakers or, or other other clothing apparel Nike's going to going to weather all this. They don't care what you think. They don't care what we think. Buy it. Don't buy it. They don't care. We have to know is if you want to know why this is why. So this is this is where we are in our country. We are politically provincial. That that you've got to be all in all the time. So it's it's going to be. Is there a solution for this? Yes. There is a solution. Is it a quick fix? No. Does it involve a candidate in particular? No. Does it involve Donald Trump? Absolutely not. It beca- it, 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 it involves being able for all of us. I think the number one thing that, that conservatives need to do is start educating their kids and their grandkids. on what conservatism is all about uh, or maybe even educating ourselves on what conservatism is all about what's right and wrong to really start celebrating American culture and there is American culture now American culture is definitely a synthesis of all the European and all the African and Middle Eastern Asian cultures the synthesis of all these things together. Yes, no doubt, obviously. But it's, you know what, to start celebrating it and to think that it's important. Our struggle is, frankly, is that we're running out of time. Not that the kids are running out of time. You and I are running out of time. Here's what happened. My wife and I were only able to produce one child. He's 28. He's got he's got a lot of this on his own. I just have to depend that he's going to raise raise his children with the same ideals and not let them get away from him. Because as old as I am now, I may or may not get to see my grandkids. I may or may not. There's no definite that I will get to sit and talk at Chick-fil-A with with my grandson or my granddaughter. There's no guarantee of that at all. So it's going to it's going to be it's going to be left up to my kids. It's going to be left up to my son and his wife. So the time, my friends, is running out. So what you're going to have to so what we're going to have to do is leave a legacy of of what real conservatism is and what real values are and what real truth is wherever we can, whenever we can, with the people who are willing to accept it and run with it. Now this is not a rah rah message, this is a oh my goodness. That's the only choice. There isn't any other choice.
There isn't any, if we take back Congress, if we get Donald Trump elected and then Mike Pence for the next few years, um, if if we could just have Republicans who aren't rhinos, uh, this, those are political solutions that are short-term and not effective generationally. The only thing that can be effective generationally is what we do in our own homes, first and foremost, and in our own communities, secondarily. So, and, and, and again, don't get caught up in the things that don't matter. And I'm going to tell you, this Nike thing, and I just told you why they did it, and I told you that they're going to get away with it, so it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Let it go. There's nothing you can do to hurt Nike at this point. And they know that. And they are are fully aware of it. So you buy Adidas, or you buy... Aces, or you buy the um, the hot boxes that we used to call <laughs> hot boxes, where the no name tennis shoes or or athletic shoes you get from places like Payless going out of business, that's or, or or Kmart going out of business. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's we call them hot boxes when I was a kid, but that doesn't affect them. We're not going to be able to pull their sales down. Uh, in, in any sort of uh, way that affects what they're doing worldwide. And, and we can't boycott everybody who buys a Nike jersey or, 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 or a Nike uniform. There aren't enough, first of all, there aren't enough of us to make a difference. So spend your time, energy, and effort focus on the things that you can change. Talking to the people who will listen. Being as truthful and consistent as you can, because your consistency as, as a conservative um, and what people see in that is a hell of a lot more important than what you say and a hell of a lot more important than who a candidate is that you can't control. One of the things that one of the big mistakes we got to get out of here, one of the big mistakes that conservatives have made is trying to carry their conservative message in the same water bottle as the Republican Party. Complete failure, but it was going to be. Something we'll talk about on a future program. All right, we got to get out of here and make make room for somebody else. So really, until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody. And for goodness sakes, please, please take care of yourself. We'll see you when we see you. Bye-bye now.